Welcome to another episode of Scientology Fair Game. Hi, Mike. Hi, Lily. Hey, so we have an interesting show. Um, oh, we today. do. Yeah, yeah. This so, is exciting, actually. All right. Well, go ahead. Something you different. Say? Wait. Well, don't insult 65 of our prior uh, shows. That's not that's not insulting them. It's what just it? saying they're not interesting. Something a little and exciting? different. Okay, something a little different. Something, Why don't you go ahead a little different. and introduce yeah. our guest today, Mike? Well, we have two people with us today, uh, one of whom has become uh, kind of a, a mini celebrity in his own right, uh, Ian Rafalco, who posted a TikTok video about his father, uh, Scientology chiropractor Eric Berg, and I'll let him tell us the story about that, and mm -hmm. his friend, who uh, was a staff member at a Scientology organization in New York, for a number of years, Dylan Follow. Welcome, Dylan and Ian. It's wonderful to have you here. It's a pleasure to be able to talk to you guys. Like Thank this. you. Yeah, it's Thank great you. to be here. It's uh, very, very surreal. Be I know, because people have uh, tweeted me and Mike a uh, hundred oh, times going. So many times. Have you seen this guy? Have yeah. you seen this guy? <laughs> have you talked to You guys should really reach out to this guy. And I don't want to say like, we have... Uh, like, because I don't, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want to, um, you know, out people who don't right. want to, uh, because Mike and I talk to a lot of people who we don't talk about, right, uh, on the air or tweet about, um, just so so people know. But but go ahead, Ian. I want I want you to talk. To, I want you to tell, uh, tell people your story and how you guys are connected. Right. So, uh, essentially, uh. The connection with my father is just something I can get out of the way. He's like, uh, well, he's your father. He's my father, and he's. That's how you're uh, connected. I was yeah. going to talk about you and Dylan, but you, but oh, yes, well, you and reason, your father are oh, connected because Dylan, yeah. your dad uh, had sex with your mother. Well, I meant because he's like a he's his own little keto celebrity <laughs> person, and um, well, yeah, it's. I mean, Dylan and I trained at Flag together, uh, mm -hmm. so I was on staff in Atlanta. Uh, a few years ago, I think it was like 2017. Okay. And uh, I was sent to flag for training. And... So you were a Scientologist your whole life? Oh, so I was born into Scientology. Um, my, I think they, I have two older siblings and they've been Scientologists since like almost six years before I was born. Okay. So I grew up in the DC org in the Fraser Mansion and I grew up. Uh, you know, all these uh, is, is very weird and kind of hard to remember, uh, probably for. Okay, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but um, I around my teenage years kind of just, you know, tried to distance myself from it. But then I was sort of shoehorned back in by some circumstance. And, and I can talk more about that. But uh, my parents became kind of OLs, uh, opinion leaders uh, in, in Scientology. In Scientology, because my dad. And I, I'm going to basically say to why you, how you become an opinion leader in Scientology is by donating money. Of Just course. Period. You could be a yeah. shit, a shit fucking human being, which most of us were, uh, and are. Uh, and, but but if you're donating millions of dollars to Scientology, you are humanitarian. Go ahead. Yeah, and if you have a lot of followers, then you're on Scientology's radar. Okay. Sorry, uh, my dog just <laughs> opened the door and walked in. Hi, babe. A talented dog. You gotta go, Papa. Don't be annoying. Yeah. Okay. He just saw somebody prettier. 
<laughs> he prefers my assistant, by the way. Like, if it's between us, he's like, he goes to her. He saw her and just literally just left. He was like, oh, yeah. fuck you. Somebody better came along. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go, Go Louie. Yep. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So uh, my dad started uh, follow. He had like a, he has like a following of his own uh, on, you know, in the keto community for his whole diet stuff. And he's a chiropractor and he's no medical licensing to speak of, uh, you know, to speak of. But he gives a lot of his opinions. Not mm-hmm. not many I agree with, but he has like over five million um, followers on, on YouTube subscribers on youtube and uh so i was always you know oh there's dr berg's son oh oh are you dr berg's son? you know getting stopped in the hallways a flag and it, and it allowed me to meet people that uh i otherwise wouldn't have been able to talk to uh, which because made your dad it, was a big donor right and my mom my mom funny enough uh she actually did more in scientology than my dad but my dad was more popular my mom's actually he was giving the money yeah, she's right. like the OT committee chairman for the Americas. And so so just to decode some of this, uh, flag is the Mecca of Scientology, the flag uh, land base in Clearwater, Florida. And OT means you've just reached the top of Scientology's bridge. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you ha- supposedly have superpowers and could do things like change the course of a hurricane. Do we Go do ahead. it on, on the basis that you're assuming people like just covering bases just in case there's new people? Oh, because not everybody knows uh, the terminology. And, right. and you know, listen, I knew Scientologists that didn't know the basic terms of Scientology couldn't define it. So I'm certainly not going to assume that our listeners right. and people who are very loyal to us, the aftermath and this podcast are just going to go, refresher. oh, OT yeah. means yes, yes, yes. So I always try Thank to you. decode it to the annoyance of Mike, but I do it anyway. And <laughs> well, to the annoyance of a lot of our listeners who yeah. basically say the same thing, like shut the fuck up, Lee, and let people tell their stories. But go ahead. Well, well, it does sound like gibberish to outsiders too. Yeah. So it's well, it is, gib- like- it is gibberish. It, yeah. I mean, so in, 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 in that case, I can, I can sort of shift my explanations a little bit because um, uh, I've had a lot of experience with talking about this story, just maybe sure. not in you know, code. Yeah, and and, and right. Scientology's fake language. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's there, and there is so much. It's hard yeah. to hard to even Understood. start. But um, yeah. So I, uh, you know, through my whole life, I was just kind of Doctor Berg's son, and I would go to the events, and I would go to the you know, the fundraising events, bored out of my mind, um, uh, run away from those events to go uh, play Indiana Jones in the CF. And the central files, basically these big, big filing cabinets with those roller. You mean the conf- the area the- where the confidential folders are kept? Yes. Of I people's have- transgressions and confessions and <laughs> deepest, deepest, darkest, darkest secrets. Yeah. I was <laughs> I, I, I ran in there. I think I was like five years old or six. And uh, uh, there's Mike, a bunch if of he, I mean, if he could do it, Mike, why can't the FBI? <laughs> Uh, I mean, they just didn't <laughs> use the right back door. I mean, uh, exactly. <laughs> you just walk in like you own the place. Top notch security. Well, whose folder yeah. is this? So Let me see what stripe, this one's uh, been up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, and we would, we would, uh, I mean, th- to the best of my memory, we were just making fun of the situation of the countless hours we were just in this empty uh, building with nothing yeah. to do. Um, so those two filing cabinets or these uh, central f- 
files cabinets, you'd roll them and you'd roll these little wheels and they'd start moving close to each other. And we'd start at the back and we'd run towards the front and we'd see if you can get out before they squish you. Great. Completely under super unsupervised. <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh, maybe child protective services wants to take a look too. <laughs> I don't know. Go oh, ahead. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, so it's very like just discarded sort of uh, sure. uh, very lonely uh, childhood, especially when I'm kind of surrounded by people who um, uh, as an adult, I'm surrounded. Most of the Scientologists that I know weren't born into it. Right. Uh, and they have that sort of like prior uh, foot on which yeah. to push from uh, and then fall back on mm-hmm. uh, even to be like, okay, well, I was in that and I can step away. But like when sure. you're born into it, uh, actually recently, um, I mean, the effects have just been really not good. And the more I look at sort of the reality of the situation, the worse it gets. Sure. But um, I have distractions and I, uh, it's, it's, it's really crazy. I uh, never wanted to be a staff member until I, um, you know, it just looked like a really boring job and the hours looked really harsh. Mm-hmm. I was just fine being uh, a, a public, someone who does Scientology uh, external of its management. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, and it was fine. It, I wasn't, uh, you know, I was kind of just like being moved around, you know, you're kind of just being moved around to these different people and, you know, you're there every day. Uh, I think I started, um, my initial services uh, at flag, mm-hmm. like my uh, survival rundown, which is uh, an auditing process or certain counseling that mm-hmm. um, you do with another person. So they have these big rooms, mm-hmm. uh, the massive. They, I think I have like six or seven uh, of these. Wait, how many course rooms were there, Dylan, at flag? On like the fourth floor, like a- there was like 13, I think. And then, yeah, they're absolutely massive course rooms. There's granite ceiling. There's a mountain somewhere mm-hmm. with the largest, with a like a giant block cut out of it because there is no like. It's scene. really immaculate. Actually. It's. I mean, it's the it's cleanest building really I've ever been in my entire life. It's just that's done on purpose. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so I, I started my services there, and then I um. Uh, my, my, it wasn't really working out for me, um, work-wise in, in Florida. And I just gotten out of a bad relationship. So I think I was about, uh, I was 20, I think. And I moved to Atlanta to live with my sister who was on staff in Atlanta at the time. And, uh, I was told that if I moved there, uh, and did courses, um, at the org, uh, the Atlanta org, I would be, they would think about, you know, helping me uh, out of this financial rut, right. you know, cause my whole life it's, uh, I mean, they, they, they didn't really have money until I was like a teenager already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my, my entire life, it's, it's always been like, you know, we made our money, so we're, you're going to make yours. So, uh, you know, if I wanted but something, a, but it was contingent on you being a Scientologist. If I, if I wanted Scientology services. Uh, I wanted to go to, uh, if I wanted to go anywhere, um, as like a teenager, I had to write a formal CSW and, and send it wow. to my, my mother, uh, for her to consider the, uh, 
the likelihood of um, something like uh, sending me to like, like having me do online college. I wanted to do that. I wanted to, you know, follow my passion, uh, which is filmmaking. And, uh, I've kind of, it's really been hard to get my foot in the door because my whole life I've just kind of been like, pulled off to pulled. a lot of different, you know, because you're doing around. Scientology. Yeah. I've been I mean, and, and on top around. of the, of course, on top of that, you're, Child neglect, child abuse, uh, religious abuse. I mean, you, you know, the, the the list of traumas goes on for somebody in a cult. Yeah, well, I'll get uh, to that. Where Scientology, uh, they don't really raise their children. The um, the cult raises yeah. uh, the child. And what you're talking about is a CSW. You had to basically send oh, in a formal right, 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 request. Right, right, right. No, I just want to show people yeah. how ridiculous this is. But uh, it's called completed staff work. And you would basically, if you wanted to go see, let's say uh, Mike's uh, mother was dying when he was in the Sea Org, he would have to write a formal CSW, uh, which basically says the situation, uh, my mother's dying. Then you have to write the data. Uh, My mother's dying. Uh, She's in Australia. I'd like to see her before she dies. Solution uh, for me to fly to Australia to see my dying mother. I will make up the time by such and such and such and such, by doing these, I mean, I don't know when you'd make up the time, Mike, because you have signed a billion-year contract and you were giving all of your time, but you'd have to basically give up something to kiss their ass, to ask them for something like this, and then you'd have to give that to your senior, uh, in this case, your mother, uh, and uh, uh, Mike would have to give it to his superiors in Scientology, and they would either approve, and then at the bottom, you have to write approve or disapprove. Yeah. And uh, that is what all Scientologists are required to do if they want. But the fact that you were asking your parents to get an education and you have to write a CSW. Um, Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It's funny. I want to just say because you said uh, he'll he'll, Michael make up the time. Uh, I said, you can just give him you can just put in the solution. I'll give you my 21 year LOA. Uh, My my, uh, the 21 years I have after I'm already dead. Right. Before we start this whole parade again. Right, exactly. Because as a Sea Org member, you're allowed yeah. to take a leave of absence once you die. Uh, but you are required <laughs> to. Yes, but you're required to come back 21 years later, of which L. Ron Hubbard, by the way, is how many years late, Mike? Um, Let me just do quick math. Okay. Like, around 10 now. Yeah, because he's. Um, or something yeah, like he hasn't reported back yet, everybody. Just breaking news. Well, yeah, I mean, he has I, not come back. I, I'd hate to, I hate to compare, you know, riding a jaguar to pursuing universal enlightenment in the stars, but right, uh, I, I don't. They don't really say where he went or target two or whatever that is. But he is um, off some, exploring uh, another planet. They yes. don't really. They He's don't doing really very important work. Anymore. You are, you, <laughs> we are all on the pay me no mind list. We are. <laughs> We are not the people they're going to tell what the fuck Elrond Hubbard is up to, but it's important shit. Just yeah. FYI. Um, well, fate of the universe. Sure. Correct. Correct. Next Correct. And Dylan, where are you at this point? Are you guys connecting up yet? Is this? Did you guys meet at Flag? Were you raised into Scientology or, or later? So I got in a few years ago. I was never like raised in it. I just mm. got in off a flyer on the street. One of the are uh, you fucking kidding me? I'm, I'm serious. Back in 2016, I take, never take heard of the this. church. Take me, yes. Yeah. Wait, you've yeah. never heard of Scientology? Like, 
bits and pieces before getting in. I heard I, like they believe in aliens or something weird. And like you were that. like, you were like, cool. I was I, we, like, all right. Like Dylan, Dylan and I had the same conversation. I was like, you really never heard about it? He's like, like, no, I was just at the bus stop and I saw a flyer on the seat and I was like, yeah, okay. What the flyer? Yeah. What the flyer say? It was uh, one of the OCA personality test flyers. Oh, so is it? Yeah, okay. Coming to the Church of Scientology. So I was like, okay. So this was February 2016. I go in. They tell me that I'm like a terrible human being and that I'm going to (laughs) like die in three months. That's fair. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because my my graph is like all low or whatever. Everybody's graph is all over. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Even even the people who've done auditing for 10 years, their graph is low. But uh, Correct. Correct. So... I sign up for a course, one of those like little life improvement courses. I do it, do two of them. And then I joined staff a month later because I was looking for work at the time. Yeah. Didn't pay well, but it was something to do at least. Sure. And so they started me off in HCO as the org receptionist for like six months. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told them I absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. So then they put me to work in the central files that you guys mentioned earlier where like uh, all the information is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And quite the upgrade, actually. I get to yeah. walk around. And, yeah. and write and write letters. Yeah. Endlessly. Yeah. Endlessly. Oh, well, you do that as any any post. Yeah. Right. Because everybody quota. has a letter writing quota. quota yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I see you wrote you had purchased a Dianetics <laughs> oh. book in nineteen fifty three. Everything okay? <laughs> I saw. You I, ever I, come into the org? <laughs> I, I actually saw a letter one time uh, as I was looking. I was getting ready to write another one. The previous letter to that folder had said, uh, "Wow, Orlando, really? Come out and try or- Atlanta." <laughs> they were literally throwing, <laughs> shit talking other orgs. Be like, "Oh, really? Both suck." Well, that's because, was doing a good I know, job. But, but it's so funny. You know, they don't know what the other side of the 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 letter yeah. writer. The letter writer is like thirteen. Oh, this is Some a cases, very yeah. this is a very yeah. old woman. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely not the star letter writer of the org, uh, yeah. winning no awards. Um, <laughs> but no yeah, comment, commendations yeah. for you. Sorry, right. no, not not a single one. O- only so, only cares. So you <laughs> took so you took so you took a few courses. And you join staff. And yep. then what what happens? Then, so we'll fast forward to yeah. uh, November 2017. They were like, hey, you should train to be an auditor. And I was like, uh, okay, sure. And so they were like, we want to send you to FLAG. So this and is like they want you to be a counselor, quote unquote. Yeah. I use that very loosely. Yep. Uh, Spir- only- spiritual yeah. counselor. Sure. And uh, we so want to send you to the Mecca. The absolute- they don't call it that anymore, but... Uh, it's not yeah. very commonly referred to that anymore. They no? just say flag because it's brand. They have branding. They have like a, a merch store. Oh. Uh, they, they have a gift shop that's. They have flag water bottles. Uh, they have uh, flag like everything is branded flag. Oh my god! So they just try to get flag in your mind. Mike, uh, and it's the Mike. first thing that you see when you walk in uh, to the to the FH now, the Fort no. Harrison Hotel. You take a right and the lemon tree. Remember yeah. where that yeah. restaurant? Yeah, yeah. I used to steal fruit from there. Yeah. Yeah. You walk in. <laughs> And it is just, it's, it's basically like a, um, if somebody called? doesn't send us some flag merch, Mike, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. It's, I mean, it's, it's open to the public. People in Cl- Clearwater yeah. could go buy us some merch and send it to us. I would, I would Boat love bags. to walk around with a flag water bottle. 
a fucking flag sweatshirt? Are you kidding me? Oh, that would be lovely. The biggest, the biggest fuck you that yeah, I think would, that would be pretty great. cool. All right, I'll, I'll see if I can find a friend in Clearwater that can Please, go Please, it's and open buy some to the stuff. public. They're, For God's sake, this is a church. The, they're going to have a checkpoint at that gift shop now and they'll be like, right. get, on, get on the camp. Are you here to buy uh, merchandise <laughs> for various purpose? Render remedy. Render remedy. Are you a friend? By the way, the, re- the reason that they do not use the mecca of technical perfection anymore has to do with 9-11 the the idea of equating scientology with islam in any way shape or form went way out the window oh no more we're not doing that that's not a good brand yeah but if the noi wants to give money sure right the noi that's different yeah yeah exactly (laughs) All right, um, so now you're so you're at Flag. You go to Flag to train to be an auditor. Yep, and, and that's where that's where I met my boy here. Yeah, okay. I I had <laughs> I, I had done courses like I was I went to these like awful p- private schools, uh, just uh, all Scientology run uh, applied scholastics. Uh-huh. Uh, n- I went to the summer for one okay. summer. I, I went to uh, this place called Chesapeake Academy, which doesn't even exist anymore. It was actually next door to a cement plant <laughs> mountains of, of grain and rock and cement dust flying right over but it um but they taught wait uh way to happiness and how learning how to learn which is a course that i was required to know sure. verbatim you know that you have to know the uh every indicator of the uh through study various barriers. to study uh-huh. uh otherwise you have to repeat the grade uh i repeated i got it wrong uh, so I repeated the fourth grade. So you was, weren't, so you weren't learning I, fractions. I was a, and, no, I was a yeah. child. We had, we had workbooks. Mm-hmm. So no, the teachers were like, they weren't teachers. They were supervisors. Yeah. So they, they weren't were, accredited teachers. And they watched, yeah. uh, start the timer until you got to your target and then they'd stop the timer. And then, uh, you, and by the way, for children who have to study Scientology or study anything, I want you to know what a traumatic i mean i can't even get scientology and i'm talking x's i'm talking my assistant i'm talking you ask a scientology person to read aloud and they start having heart palpitations you are not when you're when you're learning scientology you are supervised you're sitting in a in a room on you know with a big uh, card table with other people around the table who are studying their own courses and if you yawn twitch move Look up. You have a supervisor tapping you on the shoulder saying, come in the other room. You're not allowed to look up words you don't understand. Like you cannot pass a word you don't understand. You are forced to look up every single word and its derivations. It is probably the most traumatic thing when it comes to study. Like well, education is, oh, God, yeah, it's when awful. Yeah, when you look into, uh, I took a interest, a very deep fascination into mm-hmm understanding how Scientology as a whole mm-hmm. is a workable system because I'm in, I, I was in it and I was like, I, you know, I'm in it, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to find out what I'm, how I'm going to, yeah. uh, but that wasn't until I was about 17. And I actually, uh, I went to um, Atlanta and I was on staff and I was there. I was the staff section officer for seven months, which mm-hmm. just means I was in charge of all the staff processing and training and auditing uh, processing very, uh, scary term if you're not in Scientology, but if you're in oh, Scientology, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very different. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you don't say processing to people who aren't in Scientology. Right, right. 
and I, I have a weird memory. Like I'll remember, like you can show me one frame of any movie I've ever seen and I'll tell you exactly what movie it is. Like I, right, right. Uh, I have a, a very sort of reflexive memory sure. and with Scientology that made me very uh, popular because, sure, I because was, you can memorize, you could, yeah. was very good in the HGC, uh, the place where all the auditing gets done. I mm. did, uh, there's a, the, the infamous laws of listing and nulling oh. verbatim, mm-hmm. uh, which I did in two hours and 59 minutes, which I believe was a record. Uh, sure. uh, and now these are just, these are just drills that you have to learn in Scientology. To you have to recite. Certain... Yeah. So there's, and the, how many the, are there? Uh, well, I think there's like 21, 22. 21, and you have to learn it verbatim. So you are you, sitting across a wall, yeah. uh, your chair facing a wall with the thing in your lap, the listing and nulling thing in words. your lap, and you are literally just talking to a fucking wall. Once you get it, you then have to do it in front of somebody exactly verbatim, or you have to do it again. Well, yeah, you just call them over. Uh, yeah. They have these um, massive practical course rooms. Uh, at, at flag specifically, uh, and you, you know, you can do a lot of, um, you can get through a lot of uh, check sheet items, like a lot of steps on your course uh, in one course room. So they kind of just like send you back and forth, uh, and okay. they separated the check sheets into two sections. So it's like very like, like you're moving so fast that mm-hmm. you don't really have time to slow down. But yeah. by the time I got to flag, they were just like, uh, I, I think I was already. Uh, a Ned a new era Dianetics drug rundown completion, which is just just under clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like that's the wobbly part where everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Willy, won't he?" And uh, so I was uh, my executive director. My org was came into my office. She sat down, beaming smile on her face, and I was like, "It's uh, no one smiles here. I don't know. Right, what, right. Like not when the, <laughs> not when the doors are closed, right, right. you know, not when there's not a public to please. Everyone's like, Oh yeah. fuck. How am I going to get this? Uh, you know, you find, find $3,000 by tomorrow night. And uh, yeah. I'm 2 like, PM. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I was, you know, she was like, you're going to go to flag or I, I wanted to know if you would be interested in going to flag to train as a clear certainty rundown auditor, which is somebody who is, trained to validate validate the state of clear yeah so i could technically audit a person from nothing to clear right straight through right other things are needed but i i I was just the one i was the only like able-bodied young uh you know not completely drained nuts yes yeah not completely like blank behind the eyes Mm -hmm. uh and so they sent me and i uh they said oh it'll be simple it'll be like six months tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there for 11 months, mm-hmm. uh, almost a year, 365. Yeah. Uh, every day yeah. is mm-hmm. essentially what yeah, I meant, yeah. but I yeah, realized yeah. it wasn't exactly 12 months, but yeah. So every day. Uh, and then that is where uh, Dylan and I met and we were both just sort of, uh, Oh, Hey, you know, it yeah, like, seems like we were just, it just kind of seems like there was so much going on and we were mm-hmm. the only ones who weren't like, Manic. I need to find a PC or my, or my yeah, life is yeah. going to end. And, oh, if I don't find a PC, then the, the senior CS is going to... Uh, yeah. you know, it's like... We, we weren't trained yet. yet. We yeah, just met we, during a, uh, you know, a dinner. I remember freaking out. Uh, grade zero is when you first... The, the grade zero is an auditing action. And, and when you're training for it, that was the first time 
you have to deliver it on somebody else. So that's the first time mm-hmm. you're in the chair in a classroom with a bunch of other people auditing someone. And uh, I remember this super ironic moment. And I asked, well, what happens if I fuck up the pre-clear? Mm-hmm. And he said, there's nothing that you could do to this person that can't, that we can't undo. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was hilarious because uh, there's a lot of things that they did that Fucked are undoable. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, you know, I can laugh at it a lot, but it's seriously, it has uh, realizing kind of that everything you based like all the motivations that you're kind of just experiencing and then you kind of move off of that as a child you're kind of like sprung into action sure uh i just like the other like a week ago uh months after i all this had happened i i was watching something and there was this psychologist talking about trauma on on the show and i was realizing that like because I had no other frame of reference, like I am, I have no idea like what my actual personality is. I mean, I have ideas and I have motivations and I do things, but when you're in Scientology, the only thing that matters is Scientology. And you know that that's what other people are thinking, you know, it's the definition of a team. Uh, (laughs) Know what, know what everybody else is doing and thinking, even if everyone else is just depressed and lost and uh, smiling through, you know, their teeth. But uh, so it was, waxing, it was just yeah. wax enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, so you know, so we we trained uh, for roughly the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you were there yeah. longer because I left uh, thir- thirteen months for me. Right, though, a little longer. Um, and we and both, the, and then. What happened when you got back to your organization? Oh, God. So for me, I got back to New York after training and they're like, cool. And I only ever audited on a public, like a public Scientologist, a parishioner, nine hours Mm -hmm. ever. The rest of my auditing was on staff members that were like needed a correction or if they got sick or something like that. And just to clarify, he was posted as an HGC auditor, which in Scientology, what that's supposed to mean is that you only you're in a different department. You only audit public people. But that means nothing when you're just when nobody's sitting there through the fucking yeah. door. When yeah. nobody's there, you're 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 that I, I had to do the exact same thing. I was I was actually I was the SSO, a staff section officer turned into an HGC auditor. And when there were no PC, uh, no people to audit for ever they made yeah. me the sso again so they could order me oh my god to audit staff, staff members right. because right. i i was saying that's not my job because anymore. that's all that was there right yeah. so right. there wasn't a whole lot of public running into any scientology organization ian you were in atlanta and dylan you were in new york correct yep that's correct and these two are quote ideal orgs Oh yeah. The big thing in Scientology, these magnificent buildings that they purchase with uh after okay. fundraising for decades and open these huge facilities that are literally empty. 20 million, yep. oh. 30 million dollar buildings getting money from parishioners like Mike's saying, 
and also using their tax exempt money. Uh, they are doing that, like Mike is going to about to say, I think, under the guise of we need these buildings, we need to put all these millions of dollars because the public, the overwhelming need for us, millions to be here, which is why they have to. The reason why people have taxes is, is because they service a need, right, to the public. Right. right. And and the, the story that mm-hmm. is given to Scientologists and why you have to give money yeah. is because there is an overwhelming demand for Scientology from the, the outside world, and we have to fulfill that demand by providing these facilities and all these auditors so all these people can move up the bridge. And, and to the IRS and the government, they say, we have to spend, we have to collect this money and spend it on these buildings, which is a, a, a valid exempt purpose because we have to provide these services to right. our parishioners. And right. it is all complete horseshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that, all exactly- total yeah. And utter horseshit. And what's so fascinating is, Leah, this is the first people that we have spoken to who have been staff members in an ideal org. Oh, not only that. Ideal org. You want to you want a golden nugget Uh, being training for 11 months. I came in. uh, We came into flag while the Orlando guys were still training. They were just uh, just this is insane. But like. the, when the Orlando guys were training and um, so they were like, they were rushing those guys through and uh, they Same were with Detroit too. Yeah. Well, that, Detroit's a shit show that uh, honestly, <laughs> that is like the least organized organization. I've literally, the people in there are just scary. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so, but the funny thing was once Orlando, the Orlando people fired or they completed their trainings, what that means, they fire you back to your, organization um you know we were just going about our daily business back at flag just training just doing our thing and then people from orlando started coming back and we were like what's happening it's, oh i'm just here for cramming which is uh just means in scientology yeah, you get corrected yeah. uh and i was like okay uh you know a weird weird post you know not a technical post like like a like an auditor or you know, a supervisor. It's, but you know, what was the a, real reason? Uh, well, apparently, I mean, I can only say apparently because I wasn't there, but uh, what happened was um, there was a mission in Orlando, which means that people from uh, the senior uh, echelons of Scientology were tasked to go to Orlando to set it up for you know, to be as standard and just what LRH wants and to be perfect to, so that it um, launches. They have this whole production, this mm-hmm. whole video of how like step-by-step step, all the things that they do to uh, launch an ideal org successfully. Mm-hmm. And it sounds, it sounds, I mean, it's like, it's not a bad plan mm-hmm. uh, if they ever followed it, <laughs> but. Good, uh, good in writing. Oh, it's great on paper. Yeah. Scientology, great on paper. That's, that should be its tagline. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, I so we were asking them why. And apparently Orlando, the mission there had started doing this thing that missions are famous for, where they uh, sell all the staff members 
as, as these huge packages, they get these very influential Sea Org members to come to events and they sell everyone in the field, these enormous packages, they open credit card accounts, they uh, uh, talk to your bank for you, they'll borrow money from other people, they'll take money from folders that from old, uh, like the, the money, quote unquote, is, is already paid. Count. But yeah. on account, it's it's there's it's noted in your folder in your PC folder, your most recent one, so that when you open it, you're like, okay, this is how many hours of they have left. It's pretty simple. But uh, if somebody's not coming in, and you know they're not coming in, and you're kind of like, oh well, I don't want to call this guy, you know, but he has like six, you know, six hours on on account. We're we're gonna do something called an FES, a folder error summary, where I go in with these pink sheets. I never did this. This was, I, I, as an auditor, um, uh, you know, the auditor goes in and, you know, looks through everything and corrects it. And you could have these pink sheets, like the size of the folder itself. I've seen whole folders full of pink sheets, meaning that, that all of their Scientology history was looked at and corrected. Either way, they take this, these hours and they mm -hmm. give it to other people. And then when that person ends up coming back, mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, you actually don't have anything on account. We'll, we'll give you uh, a free session. Uh, so they're basically stealing people's hours, giving yeah. it to the oh. person who needed to get fixed. Something called the, the, VSD, yeah. the VSD drill, which uh -huh. is uh, an interesting one, which is, it stands for value of services delivered, which is a statistic that is very, it's almost the important, the, the second most important statistic in an organization uh, next to general income. And uh, basically what, at least I knew Atlanta used to do, uh, the mission that was in Atlanta, they used to go down and they used to just do that on all the folder, on all the folders. They would, they would, they would look at it and they would just count it. Oh yeah, that was three hours. We can count this, uh, this block that they paid for as completely done in full. Right. Now that, now that those hours ran so out. So they're basically because, stealing hours from yeah, parishioners I mean, to give to, to their staff members. But so what? So what happened? So when they, when you were seeing so, this, because I'm, I'm looking for the thing. Like, so what was the thing? Because there's so many things about science that's uh, insane. It's not. We, we would need a day, right? But that what what were what well, take take me to what happens? How you guys decide this is it? Well, just this is bullshit. Just, just real quickly yeah. to uh, go back to the Orlando mm. thing because I, I trailed off there. No yeah. one at Orlando. Uh, for I think about a year yeah. and some change, were getting paid anything, right? Because they wow. tanked. They tanked. Uh, none of the staff were getting paid at all. Uh, but, but because nobody's there, honey. Yeah. Well, not only nobody's that, they, coming in. <laughs> it's but yeah, but that yeah. was their fault. They didn't do their whole magic presentation where they, you know, they start campaigning and in, in no, they it doesn't. They, the no one was no the world baby, turns into no, rainbows and butterflies. No, honey, no. They fucked it up. No. There's nothing to fuck up. Scientology is fucked up and it doesn't produce results in people or people would be coming in. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Nobody, nobody applied Scientology wrong. People have been applying Scientology oh, exactly correctly. I since see what you're saying. Inception. Okay. okay. Nobody's yeah. doing the, anything that, wrong. Okay. They were so applying I, Scientology exactly the right way. I try not it to victimize work. people yeah. who... Or, or sorry, vilify people who were sort of caught in the crossfire situationally. Mm -hmm. The Sea Org members in those situations, I believe, were uh, completely responsible for the 
whatever horrible conditions uh, those staff members were trying to 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 get out of uh-huh. is is what I mean is more less like oh well if you follow the rules everything works fine it doesn't yeah. I've I've it the whole structure of the science of Scientology if you would is is a is a is a loop a looping paradox that yes. just doesn't end it ever. doesn't because it doesn't work because it's insane yeah. well, yes. if it worked if it worked then you'd see ot 10s running around if it, nope, if it doesn't worked, exist if it works ascending uh, like like drip like walking floating through the streets l ron uh, hubbard would have you know, reported already halos and- People who have passed away, people who have <laughs> passed away, would have reported to their local church of Scientology, going, "Hi, my last lifetime, my name was such and such. I'd like to pick up where I left off." They would be able to. Re- to I mean, listen, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And people who are reaching OT eight are going, "This shit was bullshit. I spent my whole life doing this. I don't have the powers you claimed I was going to have." Nobody's right. returning back to their mothers and fathers going, hey, I was your kid last lifetime and I died early. You know what I mean? Like, n- <clears throat> that's just never happened. You hear about but, it. You don't see it. Not, no, you don't hear about it. I, I've but, never heard it. I've never heard yeah, it. I've the, heard about it. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> seen if, Sci- if Scientology worked, it yeah. would be bigger and more successful yeah. than Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it we is be offering. A cure for all disease, all mental illness, all physical conditions, all emotional conditions, everything that anybody on planet Earth wants, Scientology says it provides and says that we have the only technology to provide all that. Now, if that was really true and it did truly bring everybody happiness and cured their cancer and got rid and improved their eyesight and did all of these things you can imagine how successful yeah. popular and absolutely rolling in fucking money it would be yeah the only thing exactly. scientology actually has is that it's rolling in fucking money <laughs> because it tells people that all of these things are going to be possible or will be provided, and then convinces them when that doesn't happen that it's their fault. Well, let me tell you, you know how they make up for that? They uh, give you new Purif uniforms, and they <laughs> give you these really soft shirts sometimes if you donate, and uh, they give you pens. Ooh, anybody want pens? Maybe sunglasses. As Man, that sounds pretty good. Not gonna. Yeah. Lie. Well, I no. Mean, that I mean the reason the reason why <laughs> the people. F- stay I'm not making is, fun of the fundraising. Yeah. Uh, I know. But yeah. Yes. It, but it the, is. Yeah. It is a, a huge uh, control factor. Of course, and it's, and it's, it's brainwashing. It's it's the deprivation uh, of yes. someone's need to be, um, and telling them they are instead. Yes. So t- take me through what what was the departure? What what right. what what was the thing for the both of you and 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 has since you're now uh you know being public you've gone public yeah uh well uh, dylan i guess you can go first um me, my, okay yeah mine's a little longer so i'll just let you go first yeah the the thing that made me realize uh i was like very angry and pissed off first of all i'd like to mention i've never been more miserable in my entire life than when i was on staff at the new york org the fucking shithole that it is yeah just needed to get that off my chest i understand uh the one it actually boiled down to a single conversation 
which made me print up my routing forms to leave staff and eventually, you know, go off lines completely. Uh, routing form, by the way, is a series of, it's physical paper and you follow a set of steps written on it to like do a certain thing, such as get someone onto a course or in my case, leave staff. Mm-hmm. And so one morning I came in the pre- the previous day, I was told I need to go to cramming for whatever correction. So I came into the org that day. This was in October of 2019. And they're like, okay, cool. You're ready to go into cramming. And I was like, well, I didn't eat any breakfast. And you need to eat food to go on any sort of metered action where you're on the cans or else it just doesn't go well. This is the Scientology lie detector. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. And so I told that to my to uh, this person who's posted as what's called the OES, Org Exec Secretary, mm-hmm. which is, uh, she's above uh, Divisions 4 and It doesn't five. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Five, six. Yeah. But she, she's over all, like, the technical stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I told her that, and she just started, like, mouthing off at me, like, crazy, like, you know, why would you do that? You're so fucking irresponsible. She's just being a bitch to me for no reason. I'm sitting here like, well, we don't make an income. Like, my pay is so laughable. I can't afford breakfast. I yeah. And by the way, dad cooks me dinner. What were you? What were you being paid while on staff? Anywhere from like twenty bucks a week to like a hundred fifty at the on like a really good week, a hundred fifty. A hundred and fifty dollars. So you you're not even able to support yourself working for Scientology because I want to make. Understand, make people understand this is not the C organization. You are a parishioner working like a day job in yeah. Scientology. If you're a, yeah. or if you're a, a C org member, if you're yeah. a C org member, you'd be, yeah, you'd be yeah. guaranteed so, yeah. a flat rate if you were on this, if you were in the C org. Well, no, as in the C org, yeah, you get, you get forty, fifty dollars a week, but in the yeah. in, in you're working as a all staff day. Member, yeah, you, you're not guaranteed anything. You right. don't get food. You don't get room and board, and yeah. you don't get beatings. But yeah. but but. You don't have. You cannot sustain yourself. You cannot support plus. yourself. Right. You're not. You're not supporting yourself at this point. Right. Exactly. Obviously, right. Okay. I, I was living with my dad. And what does your and, dad uh, think of this Scientology career you've chosen? Oh, he's glad that I'm out now. You know, okay. he never gave me any lip about it. Uh, my other family members did, like my mom and my brother. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm out, he's like, "Yeah, it's good that you're out. You know, you could yeah. actually do something with your life now. Have right, a real right. job." Right, right. So you're making at best a hundred dollars a week working yeah. day and night, probably, right? Yeah, it's best to afford food mm. for like, you know, maybe a mm-hmm. few days. <laughs> sure, sure. And then um So this so, person's giving you crap and you're like, Listen, right. I I this is I don't this is not worth all of this and that lets you Yeah, I pretty much I didn't even answer her. Like I just stormed out of the room, I cooled off for a second. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? This fuck this shit. I'm yeah. done. I, mean, I I was miserable for months leading up to this. Yeah, so. during that time, he had been telling me like I was I was we were talking. You know, he's yeah. the only real friend I connected with, and who we stayed like really tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through that whole time, I mean, there was no shortage of like people either yelling at him or you know putting him on things that wasn't his job because. They wouldn't let him do his job, so his stats. Well, were well, it's it's a matter no really about yeah. There's, there's really no job. To job. Do. There's no there's yeah. no real sti- people. This is these are fake statistics. The 
by graphs, by a, by a predetermined Thursday before two. Right, but the random, construct still yeah. exists for of those course, people who are course. trapped. I mean, that's yes. why people stay is for the sure. structure. So sure. if you don't, if, if you can have a structure that makes no sense, yeah, but give no one any time to really look at it, even yeah. withhold information, you're not allowed to know if this is the religion for you until you've reached, you know, we won't prove prove in quotes to you that this religion is is workable until you until meet our requirements it's donated yeah yeah uh which is not at all an easy task for anyone mm -hmm. uh who isn't like a complete robot yes man mm -hmm. yes i'll do this yes i'll do this yes put me here those people are are, are controlled if you're a good scientologist you just go where people t tell you to go and the do moment, what they tell you to do the moment you start questioning is when you they like single you out and that's what was happening to me for a while i started noticing all these like things that were wrong sure. and i would voice it and what ended up happening was right around that time <clears throat> excuse me they decided we're going to give this guy a committee of evidence which is, which is uh, a uh, which is very a um, stiff ethics yeah. action yeah. against me they did that to me twice actually a justice action taken against you you're yeah. basically you're they're saying you're bad we found evidence that you're bad and now you have to prove to us that you're not bad and yeah, so and what were the findings it was just a bunch of like bs little things i honestly can't even recall it that well like uh, and, no it's fine what did you have to do did you did oh, anything come out of do? the did anything come out of this committee of evidence yeah they wanted me to re do all the tests for the technical courses that I completed mm -hmm. during my okay. training. Yeah. And they wanted me to do 50 hours of physical work, mm. which is when I really started to just like, I started showing up to the org less. Mm -hmm. I started showing up in my uniforms. I would miss some days. Mm -hmm. And then they decided to comment me a second time because they were thinking that I'm blowing, which, right. yeah, I eventually did. Yeah. So yeah. you just <laughs> ended up just and saying, this is just not for me. Yeah, because they ended up, like, with this whole Kamev situation, they simply said, okay, he's in an area where the org is failing. I mean, the whole organization is failing, but he's in an, like, a crucial area. So let's use him as a scapegoat to explain why this fucking shithole can't make any money and get any people to audit. Mm -hmm. And so I was the only person that was ever looked at, like, with that kind of justice and now that I left, I'm sure they're still having the same, if not worse. Problems. Of course. Yeah. And so, but, but you're, but you went on with your life, right? You, you're, yeah. Yes. You're yeah. without Scientology. You're not dying. No, yeah. You're, you're, I I'm sure your life is, I'm sure your life is, have improved. Exactly. <laughs> you're not I'm, homeless. Yeah. I'm making yeah. 1950 an hour at my current job, which is better than like, you know, a hundred dollars a week. So. That Amazing. Is that is good Con math. No, congrats. Listen, congratulations, because it's not <laughs> it's not easy in any. I mean, people yeah. without this have a hard time getting on their feet. Right. And and building a life for themselves for so that you that you got out soon enough before you destroyed your whole life yeah. is commendable. They should have valued him more in their little universe because he's do he's playing the part and he's doing the things. And well, thank God they didn't. Completely loyal. He was. Uh, thank God that he didn't. Yes, thank God that they didn't. Yes. Well, well, I often say, Ian, that the one thing that sci the one skill that Scientology has perfected is making enemies. Yes. 
They are yeah. masters at making enemies that they yeah. didn't need to make at all. They so seek so them out. let's yeah exactly. So yeah. let's hear let's hear your version now, oh, Ian. Yeah, <laughs> mine mine's a little bit more loaded. I'll I'll put it in I'll I'll put it in little parts, and you can kind of just like let me know if there's anything else you want to know about that specific part. Basically, uh, I was. I got back into Scientology, right? I was young and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this one thing and see if it works. I didn't really hate it. I thought it was a little silly, uh, but I was, I really didn't know enough about it. I just knew like the extremes that people say about it, you know, vague stuff. And then what my parents say about it and, you know, the, uh, you know, the beady eyed kind of like, it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. And it's the best thing you'll ever do for yourself. And the best thing you can, the best gift to give yourself is a meter, blah, 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 all that bullshit. Uh, but I, so I was like over it until I did, I was in a really rough place. And so uh, two people that I knew from the org in DC came to my house uh, to recover me or to, you know, get money from my family. Uh, and uh, I was like, sure, I'll do a life repair. This is a very simple auditing action. Uh, and I felt a little better uh, in that for that action. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do, because you know, I haven't been vocal about my problems. Uh, I'm not a very social butterfly, so to speak. So I, you know, I repressed a lot of stuff. And yeah, if you take me out of, if you put me in a private room and say, hey, tell me what's been going on. Uh, and I won't judge you and I won't, you know, blah, blah, blah. It sounds appealing. And mm -hmm. for small things like that, I found it useful at the time. So fast forward, I'm, um, you know, gung ho. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a public uh, at flag. And then I go to Atlanta and then I join staff. And then later, as a, right, I go to flag. The day I arrived, you know, you have to wait in HCO. And I know it's been a while, but this uh, waiting at flag, when you have to do any kind of, you know, I'm going to use those words. Uh, if you have to go anywhere or if you have to, uh, to, to sign in, basically, to, to I've arrived at flag and you have this whole list of stuff that you have to do. You get different ones for different reasons. You're there. I was there to train. So uh, I did not know that I was basically signing off that I am now lower than dog shit. I am now like less than human. as an outdoor yeah. trainee. It's like, it's, uh, it's, uh, the, the, the VIPs, the public, the Sea Org members, uh, 20 miles of shit. And then us, us. Yeah. In their, in their priority of, of, of who do we need to impress? So I, I got there, uh, Dylan and I clicked pretty quick because we were just, we, we, you know, we were just making light of this really intense situation. We were the only people sort of level-headed there. I was more interested in, um, um, I was going through just a lot and I wanted to get more auditing. Uh, that didn't happen, uh, even so though you, I was- You didn't get the help that you felt you needed? Not initially, no. Uh -huh. um, okay. And so, so then we get into like, I, there was this girl who I was training with and she and I became like 
friends. Like we, like there, there's not too many people to talk to, and most of them are Italian uh, or Russian. Uh, it's like you turn your head, and there's another Italian and another Russian. That's the only people who stay at Flag. Um, basically, we became friends, uh, and because there's like this whole problem, quote unquote, problem that Flag has of uh, out of org trainees who hook up, who who get into relationships. And then they, this somehow magically uh, causes them to leave Scientology mm -hmm. and flag forever. That's just what you're, that's just the why. And you're not really told too many, too much after that. Mm -hmm. but you just yeah. don't. I wasn't there. I wasn't interested. I just made a new friend. And then somebody saw that we were talking for a little too long. And so they wrote this report. Uh, and then it was just a fact for everyone that uh, her and I had been, uh, you know, a 2D flowing or, you know, uh, like creating a relationship. And yeah, yeah, basically is what they call it, you know, because the second dynamic is That's okay. you know, you're not you're not allowed to you're not allowed to have relationship, basically. Exactly. We're not allowed yeah. to have relationships. Uh, -huh. uh Yeah. Um, and then this girl and I, we didn't flirt. People, everyone said that we were dating. It doesn't we matter. What does it matter? That's the question. Because I got stacks of reports. I got comevs. I got uh interrogatories on me so you got in trouble through hundreds of people in the sure. org i was uh degraded on a daily basis i finished my class four course and i that night i was made to to shovel shit at the motels uh because you supposedly because, flirted yeah because i but had you were, feelings well it doesn't out ethics here well yeah, here's i was an here, sp clearly. okay hang on hang on just so people understand, do, do are you not allowed to have a relationship when you're a parishioner, even on staff? Oh no, I was giving you the bullet points. That's why I was going fast. No, on but staff. No, on yeah. staff, when you go to flag as a trainee, if two people come to one org to train, mm -hmm. they can't. If they're from different orgs, they can't. They have to either leave, get oh, together, I don't join that. the same org, and because go the or... org is paying for their person. Yeah. So one of the, the one or the other together, of those two orgs. Leave is going to miss out on getting yeah. their person back yeah. because if they yeah. hook up, they're going to go to Sydney and one of them came from Atlanta. Yeah. So, so the they Atlanta only care, person, so they only care about the fact that they might fall in love. They only lose care about the fact that they're going to lose a staff member that they paid for. Yeah. That's it. Right. That's the entire rationale of okay. this. That's what I was trying to understand. Because yeah. I never so heard I, of a staff member being represented. Out of org students, severely. just as Ian says, out of org students at Flag are mm. the bottom of the shit barrel, yeah. and they are not yeah. allowed to do anything, yeah. and they get they get they get treated like dirt, even in the world of Scientology, dirt. Got you. Got you. So true. Okay. So you don't even look at certain. Uh, sea Org members like the RTC reps who when they walk around in those vests you, you don't even look at them because you're afraid uh, those are Sea Org members in a higher and yeah, David highest, Miscavige's yeah. organization yeah. they are they yeah. never smile <laughs> let me tell you no 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 click yeah yeah. yeah 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 no I get that part so, but so basically we're talking about staff members yeah, which, so yeah yeah I think it only really applies to training uh, or breaking okay. your contract or with that org right right right, right. so I so I'm in, I get into like some ethics trouble. My stats mm -hmm. were always up. I always did my work. I didn't break. That was the only rule I broke, but I was in ethics for six months. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and then just to be kicked out, 
I was like allowed to date her after a, a point. And then, mm. so she came back somehow. And then, so we both got kicked off the program and then I, and then we, that all oh, this whole experience had bonded us so uniquely that we ended up actually getting together where we wouldn't have if they had just let, left you alone. Let let me fucking do my my. Let me have a damn friend. Yeah. Let me let me let me read this Scientology CS one in goddamn peace, and you can keep your dreams for me and this woman to yourself, and I don't have right. to think about it. Right. Right. You know, I was in a vulnerable yeah. place. Of course, I was gonna like. You know, but I so we end up getting married later, a year late, uh, a year and a half or two years later, something like yeah. that. In uh, October of 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 we got married in the flag chapel. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's a nice it's a nice it's a, it's, a, it's a nice looking chapel, but it was if I could go back, I'd probably do it somewhere else. Uh, the reason we did that, the reason she was from a different org on the other side of the planet, and I was from Atlanta. So she, we were going to meet at my parents' uh, house, and they were going to pay for this big, nice uh, wedding, uh, and they were going to help her family come over. And uh, instead, uh, her family, because they were executives at the org, at their org, they didn't want to take too much time off to go to a mm. big wedding. So if we could just have something like something quick and, and we were mm-hmm. like, no, we don't want to do this. And eventually we were like, fuck it. Who gives a shit? It's just a wedding. And we went to flag. Uh, just and, a wedding. And yeah. And uh, they were on Zoom. Her family was on Zoom, probably on like just after post. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, it was fine, uh, you know, but then we and then then i started doing superpower and that's why that was another reason i had gone to the flag so we both met at flag i was going to do superpower and we were going to get married and it was going to be great and then she was going to go back to where she's from and then easy peasy uh i started uh having these realizations in session where i you know, maybe being on staff isn't like my main purpose in life. Maybe I want to be in, you know, I want to focus on uh, movies and writing and I, and I have this like drive to do this thing and it, mm-hmm. it's never really felt right until right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that session, I was. Uh, a fucking I was, firestorm that started from that. This This was probably the start of the worst period of time in my entire life uh, where basically my auditor had written up um, this is this is not uh, some ethics confessional that I was in. This is just me. This is just yeah. I just happened to say something. Yeah. Uh, and so they put me in a doubt condition, which just means that they I need to I have some confusion about about who I am and where I belong. And I said, no, uh, I don't feel like that's me at all. Yeah. Uh, I was told to stay at flag while we figure this out. Right. I was there for five months. Just because you had mentioned that maybe this wasn't your dream in life. It gets better. One little yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I was there. I was made to do amends to cover any future comments that I might have because of the situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was given a list, a sheet, a printed list of all the consequences that would occur if I were to leave staff. Uh, I was given, uh, I talked to the 
What are, what are the consequences? Oh, my auditor would get uh, just in trouble. In trouble. Uh-huh. I would get in trouble. I'd have the freeloader debt of over $70,000. I was already a class five uh, auditor at this point. So this is Scientology training. This uh, is, yeah, uh, this is, this is. Uh, so you would be money. basically, uh, you even though you weren't getting paid, you and by the way, a freeloader's debt is 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 really just in it's your mind. It's, it's, it yeah, doesn't really exist. It's, no money has changed hands. That's what all. they're. Yeah, well, they they it's what they told you you needed to do to do the yeah. job that they weren't paying you for. It's the value of what they think. Right. Blah, blah, blah. right. So yeah, so I would have to pay that. Back. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of back and forths, and they were like, "Oh, maybe we'll just transfer you," because. They were asking me to be honest about how I was doing at Atlanta. And I was like, huh. are you serious? <laughs> you actually want to know? Oh, well, uh, and I would say, well, uh, it's awful and nobody's coming in. And they're like, they'd be like, okay, yeah. Like everybody knows. It's right. just, you don't talk about it. You don't spread that, you know, little nugget it's, of N theta. It's a really big that elephant bad, in the room. Yeah. And so I, uh, so when I, so five months went by. Uh, I had become very depressed. I was staying in the Fort Harrison the entire time. So my parents had, it was $100 a night. So oh they had God. spent more than the cost of superpower just to, uh, just to stay there. You know, I mean, I, I was, I was not allowed to uh, a friend one of my best friends actually uh died and i was not allowed to go to his funeral because uh that was a another cycle that they didn't we, we didn't really want to start at that time apparently that was my mom who said that when i asked her if she could help me she said we don't really want to start anything new and i was like you know it's not really <laughs> something i planned to do but it's something right. i would like to do a lot and it just didn't happen uh and um, I actually blamed myself because I was the Scientologist who knew how to help this person, who knew how to prevent that. And I was sitting there doing this loss of person assist with my auditor and crying my eyes out. And she was just unflinching, just completely. She's like, I would too. I mean, she didn't say that, but she had that look of like, yeah. like that makes sense to her. Um, right. So, well, well, just just so people understand this concept, this is a this is a pretty bizarre idea that exists in Scientology that you can that that anything that is like if you're upset about something that that can be dealt with in auditing right. that the loss of someone is simply a restimulation of your reactive mind and right. that if you can locate the the original incident on the chain the first time that such an upset happened to you you will be relieved of all this horrible mis emotion right. wrong emotion and you would just become happy and normal and yeah. it won't affect you anymore and that's what the idea is. And so you have people sitting there literally looking at you going, okay, well, you'll get over it as soon as we can find the first, yeah. the basic on the chain, you'll get, be fine. And keep going a little it bit just, longer. It, it's like, uh, uh, 
an alternate universe of yeah. you the, it's not just lack of sympathy or empathy it's it's just like a bizarre world of there's nothing there's just nothing here yeah <laughs> this is it's you have to fill it with uh with whatever you can come up with on the day honestly it, like i as an as a fully trained auditor and having actually like done that i've you know hold people's secrets out i was trained to i was good at it and that and having pride in something like that which if it's at the time you know is obviously for the benefit i was giving them at the time that's what i was thinking so right. i justified it pretty i mean that's all you do in scientology is justify right uh everything uh but so you know thinking back on things that i made people talk about and made people look at and uh in like mentally look at confront without i would say realistically uh with the newest even the this golden age of tech phase two which they just deleted a bunch of stuff from the old books and and made it faster so people stopped complaining and they streamlined uh, all the uh, it's, procedures it's and everything insanely fast but uh you can finish air air c straight wire in like an hour less uh but uh so they they just made it they just cut a bunch of fat and they released it it's supposed to be like the new shit it's it's works it works effectively about 40% of the time I'd say 40 is like optimistic uh because you kind of just agree that we've made a difference you don't it's it's not often uh that you see that sort of like spark ignite in a person when you're auditing them so that was uh but but when you but when you help them you know you grow bonds with people it's easier to justify these whole all these things having gotten right it, as a child uh i was as a child i was told i should go to um i was well my mom found a victoria's secret catalog under my bed when i was like nine and so she said well uh that's degraded we're gonna send you to the org uh and they'll fix you uh, because if you, people who look at these kinds of images, which I guess she was just referring to porn uh, in her light way, she said, people who, who do this always, you know, become pedophiles. Oh my they God. look just for by looking at, yes, they look for more and more. And I mean, just the concept of like, if you find a girl attractive, you're going to turn into a pedophile if you think about it. And that terrified the shit out of me. I was like, I was like, you know, through as a, as a, like if I was 12 and I was seeing a girl that I liked, I was like, Oh, I can't talk to her because I'm that that's wrong. Yeah, and just, was... it's like a whole string of just tiny moments where I didn't realize until very recently that it's not just that I like have experienced like key traumatic events is that I thought that my life was normal. Uh, yes. my, my entire life. I thought it was just, I was just, you know, my mom would say, you know, well, well, uh, you know, you're lucky you're here and not somewhere else. So you're always comparing it to like everybody else's life. And yeah, my life wasn't overtly dangerous, but it was Yeah, because I was in that household and I was like being exposed to all these things and I was completely unsupervised. Uh, and, uh, it led to a lot of bad decisions on my part and also led to, um, you know, where we are today. I mean, I, 
basically, oh yeah, I'll, I've, I've sort so of what, lost so track. So what happened? Like, right. so you're five months at flag yeah, and so I had decided at that point I was sorry. I decided at that point I was like, all right, fuck staff. I'm not going to be on staff anymore. This is like, I have a limit. I'm not going to do this anymore. Just send me home. Give me the routing form. I'm just going to go home. We're going to be fine. We'll find out how to pay off the freeloader. And it'll be fine. I just want to get the fuck out of here because I am depressed. And I started, um, I had had uh, a history of, of sort of suicidal thoughts. Um, and these sort of came back up again during this situation. And so I would just be sitting in that hotel room doing nothing, waiting for them to either kick me out or, or do whatever, uh, you know, and being like, I am such a, like, I'm, I'm, I'm such a piece of shit that I can't even like, at the most minuscule level, impress these people. I, 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 they will, I will never satisfy uh, this sort of endless hunger they have for responsibility taking, which makes no fucking sense. That, that was a point I wanted to talk about real quick, actually. Yeah. It's always, with, the thing with Scientology, they take responsibility very seriously, and it's always up to the individual themselves. You're responsible for everything around you. So one thing I was going to say when you're talking about your friend is that you felt responsible, even though you were probably states away when it happened at the time. 100%. I didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't even hear it from, I heard it from a friend. I, I was just doing my thing. And, uh, it's, but you blamed it's, yourself. You yeah, well, I mean, if you, if, you, if you read, you know, what is it, APNA? There's like a, this, yeah. uh, Advanced one Procedures and Axiom. One of, the, one of the books that you read, uh, there's a reference called Full Responsibility where it gives the most unrealistic expectation for not only a human, but any living being that could ever exist. It's like you yeah. are, if, if you don't think that you're responsible for some uh, U.S. soldier well, the in bullet the military, the soldier. Yeah, in, yeah, in Afghanistan, then you got to think again, bud, because, uh, right. you know, it's a, it's a tough world. And it's like not a single person have I met who has taken you know, let alone enough responsibility for their own lives. I mean, in Scientology, in that, you know, sort of. I never agreed with that yeah. shit, and that's probably why I had so much trouble with ethics. Yeah, you were, you were, I, I kind of, you were kind of a <laughs> well, ticking time it's bomb. Why, was, it's why you're really here now and not still in New York or. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a really good so, point. So, Ian, so you you're now like five months have gone by, and yeah. where where does the end of this story come? Oh. Well, so I was getting these sort of, uh, I, I wouldn't call them repair sessions. I'd call them maintenance sessions where they would bring me in uh, every, every day or every other day. And, and, and I would do a session and they'd pull my withholds and see if I'd been doing anything wrong. Uh, they would, you know, uh, in between those two and a half days, uh, they have to make sure that I'm not, you know, going off and, and committing crimes or whatever the fuck they thought I was doing in my hotel room. That is like, there's cameras all around that place. They'd know if I left. Right. Uh, so I, at the end, well, I wouldn't say it was the end because I was, I got one of these sessions and I said, yeah, uh, I feel like shit being in there. I'm so excited to go home. You know, I thought I was going to like, there's some really dark thoughts there for a while. And I, I, I basically mentioned to them that I uh, felt like such a burden that I, 
I, I, I had thought about taking my own life and about <laughs> you were out of there the next day, two hours yep. after the session, I, someone came to my room and they were like, Hey, so, uh, you're going home. Good right. news. Uh, you know, it, and they had to see security. And, and when I, I saw my, uh, my ethics officer, the person who was handling me, uh, they call him at flag, they call him a master at arms or an MAA, which is dumb, but uh, they, she brings me into her office and uh, she's like, so uh, I see you have these thoughts. And I was like, so tell me about this. And I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. She's like, have you been having these thoughts before? I'm like, did have I not been saying that for years that, that this is something that I struggled with? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, but we didn't think it was anything like, we didn't think you were actually serious. And I was like, okay, well, can I go home? And they were like, yeah, you're, you're, you, you have to go to your hotel right now, pack up all your stuff, uh, which is like three suitcases at that point. <laughs> I think I was living out of the same suitcase. So it was like this, this, this suitcase and a box of stuff that I had accumulated over five months just to survive in this tiny place. Uh, and I, thankfully, I had uh, a friend who lived in the area and uh, he let me stay with him for a few days. Um, but what just amounted to like me going in every day, waiting seven hours and then being told to leave because they're not ready yet. Um, good time to kill podcasts though. I've got a lot of podcasts done in that time. It was pretty strong, <laughs> pretty strong me time, uh, in HCO. I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. So it, it, I got home. I, I went down to Atlanta, got all my stuff, uh, went up to um virginia where my parents lived and i stayed there for a little bit and then uh it was just because they i i just it was it was already touchy because i was uh off of this everyone thought it was like this really bad situation you know the family was in agreement that i had gotten like fucked over essentially um and then i get a call about two days after i this all this this whole situation had been done and i was like unpacking at my parents house and i was like all right cool uh it was from my uh, dfp which is the director of processing someone who oversees like my services like make sure makes sure that i'm getting my services at at an org she calls me and she says hey uh the so the senior cs of flag who is like the top 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 uh, technical personnel. technical yeah. person on, on the essentially you know on the planet uh he reviewed my situation and he found that it should not have been and should not have happened at all <laughs> shocker i was like no shit this is not uh it's a little not as cool as you're coming off uh because you're just kind of telling me it was a whole thing. Uh, I just decided to take a break from Scientology and then I would just, you know, not do services anymore. And it felt so good. And you weren't felt, even like showing up to post anymore, no, right? No, I had, well, I did the routing form. I, I went down to Atlanta and when I got all my stuff, I like did a routing form and I was like, I don't care what you want mm. me to do. I'm going to fucking leave anyway. I'm, I did all the steps. Uh, gotcha. Hasta la vista. Uh, and so I was out of there and, um, when I got up to, after that happened, basically, I just started, I had a lot of time to reflect and I was just looking at, 
it shouldn't have happened. He saw that it shouldn't have happened. And I was just, you know, echoing all these different like things. And I started having these weird, started noticing things that just didn't seem right about, you know, Scientology. Not like I'd never had doubts, uh, but I was just in a very weird place where I was like, I'm not doing services, but I'm, you know, I'm not looking at like, I'm not looking at like the going clear, uh, you know, Mike Rinder was a big person to avoid at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh mike and leo were the devil and uh they have uh what do they have they had like i mean you've seen the you've seen the websites they promote those uh right you know with the black and white and the boom boom the the you know They're law and order terrible people yeah basically. don't ever talk to them it's 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 such a but but you but you find it what i found out is that when i started telling people that i didn't want to do services anymore i became you know how it's like us versus them i became more so one of them and my right. and my whole family just the whole dynamic shifted they were like obviously careful talking to me they were like they were like weirdly postured and they would greet me in weird ways they would offer me things that didn't make sense uh um you know it, almost as if they were they and they wouldn't look the conversation yeah or or they hadn't like they, they didn't really make a lot of uh direct eye contact um uh and yeah, so you it know just, ian they're, they're afraid that yeah. the oh. final straw will break and then that will be it because as soon as you, you as soon as you step beyond a certain point yeah they have to in Cover like all good scientologists then they have to disconnect from you. Then they have to stop bad mouthing yeah. you. Then like all these things what? start happening. So they're like worried. Oh my God. If, if, the, if, if we push him and he says something that he can't take back and that we can't unhear the, it's going to be a problem for us. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's going to be our, Oh, we're going to have to deal with that. They're going to pull us out. Well, what was crazy was I, uh, so one of the things that like I, 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 I saw that made no sense was, that they uh, the church emphatically states that you know the interview that they had with LRH was the only filmed interview, right? How how rare? And I never even thought of it. I, I never thought anything of it. It was it wasn't even something I considered until I started. I was like, I had this secret with myself. I was like, I'm never actually going back. This isn't a break. Fuck that. I'm I'm I, I right, can't. Do I'm this done. Anymore. You're done. I, yeah. I I I I was I had the first private thought I had had in almost seven years. And I had never felt more excited. Imagine just having a thought, you know, no one else will hear. Right. And that excites you. It's like, what kind of 1984 fucking shit is this? So I, uh, I started, you know, I saw that there was another, there was another interview and I was like, what a sh stupid fucking thing to lie about. Uh, and, and, and then I was, uh, it started causing problems in my marriage because I, she kept wanting to, um, she pretended like everything was fine and that there was no problem and that it wouldn't be an issue if I left Scientology because, you know, you can have a life and just not be critical of Scientology and not be a Scientologist. It's really perfectly fine. But what that meant to me is like, I'm going to watch you like climb this ladder, uh, in this group that literally ruined my life. Right. And gives, and doesn't offer reparations for damage is done 
ever. It wants your money and it's not really interested in giving you money or time or, or anything you actually need. It, it decides what you need. Either. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, I, I ended up, uh, we would have these, these fights and I tell her how upset I was and how, how, how hard it was going to be to mm-hmm. continue. And to like, I was like worried about all this stuff and like, what if they just declare me an SB? Oh, that can happen so quick. Blah, blah, blah. I was terrified. And, uh, it was just in one ear and out the other. And then it, it eventually culminated to an argument where I asked her if she would choose, uh, the church over me. And she said, yes. And right. that was when I asked for the divorce, which was not easy. Um, and uh, I'm 25. I have no fucking idea how to do a divorce. I have, <laughs> I, I'm working it out. I, I have some ideas on how it's going to, like, I, I'm working on that's its own thing. But it's, uh, and then I got really low and I posted a video of sort of, I was either going to do something extreme to set myself free from this like story that I have like right. caked in my head that I'm, I'm locked, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm locked up in this like prison essentially where I can't talk to anyone about anything. It was just, I was getting lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And so, um, you know, so I made a video, um, kind of killing two birds with one stone. Uh, uh, my father and I do not have a good past. Um, it just kind of, it just kind of seemed like the perfect angle to kind of get these frustrations out and also like tell some, tell people something they didn't already know. Uh, that, that caused a problem I wasn't expecting, which is now I have the cult of keto people. (laughs) (laughs) attacking me because i'm attacking dr berg which you can eat whatever you want i just that wasn't really the point i was just that he donates millions of dollars to scientology and that and if you're buying you know you're directly you're indirectly donating to to scientology there's a guaranteed paycheck going to scientology right uh from these sales so when i posted the video i was like no one's gonna see this i've been so out of the limelight my entire life and uh few people saw it uh, i'd say about 6.8 million people at this point and you know every social media all my dms are full of these people who are sending me you know things that are really great and things that are really like weird and scary and you know <laughs> it's been very overwhelming and very uh and now that i've come to terms with the you know the public aspect of it i'm kind of yeah. just figuring out how to communicate it and in the right way. And also the, the negative side effects of, of leaving Scientology and realizing, and now having an interest in like, okay, well, what don't I know about what I was taught my whole life, you know? And, um, like, I'm not like, wasn't like a sheltered hermit. Like I know stuff, but the, you know, human stuff, uh, now humans act. It's still a lot to sift through, though, for uh, sure. Yeah, and and I realize, you know, there's that Scientology filter. There's that yes. uh, don't be J&D. There's that, uh, we'll think of this first. We'll think of Scientology. Think of Scientology just before you, and, just and, before and you have for, a thought. And for someone like you and me, yeah. Ian, honestly, it takes a while to figure out what is and isn't the Scientology filter. I, like, that may be the hottest thing yeah. of all 
Like, is this my Scientology education inculcation inculcation, uh, or is this actual reality? Yeah, people. That (laughs) it's it's insane. It's it's almost like like you know you're just riding an avalanche down to the bottom of the ocean. You're kind of just like picking one piece. You're like, I wonder if because I was taught this piece of Scientology. If that influenced my direction towards this opinion and which right. framed this, I mean, my, uh, my dad up until a few years ago, I was actually, I realized that this had had such an insane effect because I knew that Scientology was, had a negative opinion on gay people. One of my friends, uh, one of my, another one of my best friends, uh, came out as gay when I was young and my parents were like, Oh, Oh. And I was like, I had always heard that that's like aberrated. Right. And, you know, it, 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 I, I, after I, you know, grew up and was like, oh, they're just people like your people are people and they can do whatever they can be interested in, whatever they want. There was still that voice in my head. That's like, you know what L. Ron Hubbard says about that. You know, that, you know, that they're one, one, right. You know, that there's an aberration or some reaction, but I'm like, yeah, but, but, but exactly. They're not, it's it's like sewn into the fabric of, of, of of my head. So I, uh, it's, it's not improved. Uh, but I am receiving a lot of, a lot of well wishes. I, I really wish I had the energy to respond to everybody. Uh, a lot of people telling me to join other religions or just right right off the bat, uh, which is always fun. I probably won't (laughs) for an, I'm going to, I'm going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to take the next billion years. I'll (laughs) say. (laughs) <laughs> to decide whether or not the Sea Org is right for me. Uh, that's funny. Well, I, I honestly, guys, uh, it's been uh, fascinating to hear your story and your perspective on this because, like I said earlier, we haven't spoken to anybody who so recently was a staff member in a Scientology organization. And that's right. fascinating information. Just people are always interested to hear about that. But your personal uh, stories are, are pretty incredible. And, you know, the, the good thing is, you know, that you're now not going back and not going to get worse and are not going to get any more indoctrination and you're not going to have any more bullshit piled on your front door, at least from Scientology. So that's, that's the good side of life. Just even after it, you know, because I was like super paranoid when it started to blow up and my family was freaking out and they said a lot of really unkind things about it. Uh, but so we're not on speaking terms, clearly, but I uh, I was really paranoid and I was like every little tiny thing. I was like, oh, there's a magazine or there's like a there's like a, a, a freedom magazine. And oh, that's probably has some thing in it that they're going to listen to me or there's a car that's been parked out across the street. And it's like, right. They, they they create this, you know, we know everything about you and we we want to help you see the truth. And but if you don't, be, we hold it you over your head. If, well, if you don't, then and, we're going to have some yeah. words is, is, is what you're, we're going to we're going to go out back and they become public. Right. <laughs> Make my All your dark folder. secrets. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just going to be nonsense. Have you ever how hard is it to read a PC folder? It's hard. You have have you ever hard. tried to read a PC folder? Auditors have terrible handwriting. Yep. Uh, 
<laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I just got like, even as like from a personal perspective, I just want to like, I don't blame people for becoming Scientologists because I know what I was looking for when I got into it. I just, I know what it costs. And I'm sure for some people that's, you know, being just a, a, a drone and, a, and uh, almost situation, uh, sorry, situationally indentured to a group whose goal is literally saving the universe from extinction ex, ex, well, slavery yeah. and all, like just uh, you know, all, like as if there's just going to be the the fucking invader force that comes out of the the clouds and just up oh, well we should have listened to ron it doesn't work like that it's we live in the real world and i've never seen anything that has concretely proven half the shit that he says i mean what like when you're auditing you're seeing things so, I mean, for some people, some people, you know, see things and it's hard to explain. So you just make up a reason, but this is like dangerous, dangerous stuff you're messing with. You're, you're allowing someone to print how you should be onto your brain, onto your mind, essentially voluntarily. It only, you're only allowed in if you volunteer, if you can't do it, if you're not volunteering yourself, you can't do it. If you don't want to do it, you have to be there, pay for it, get in. And it's, it looks a lot nicer in the beginning. And, yep. Yeah. And, you, and you're not just Ian and Dylan anymore. You're Ian and Dylan, the Scientologists. Yeah. That's, it becomes your whole persona. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, exactly it's, right. it's, uh, if I could get, if I could have a logical person understand like a, a logical Scientologist, a person who has like, who, who wants to prove me wrong, use what I've said to try to like, like find out how Scientology fits together. They're going to see it doesn't work. Right. As a whole. And if somebody sees these holes and these gaps, or if you're just, if you feel like shit all the time, maybe you shouldn't be in this. Maybe you shouldn't be there. That's what I learned. You cut the fat really quick. Well, a logical Scientologist is an oxymoron. You cannot be both. You cannot True. be a Scientologist and logical. It's just not possible because there is a lot of illogic those, in Scientology. Those people, those people are in ethics. Right. <laughs> or here. Well, we want to thank you for, once again, uh, all the work that you do for continuing to, to want to speak out. Both of you, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. We really appreciate it. And honestly, I believe that discussions like this are going to help a lot of other people. And that's why we do this program. I know that that's why you came on to, to participate in it today. So thank you so much. And Anytime. we wished you nothing but the best. Thank it was you. a real pleasure and an honor to speak to all of you. And if we can just get one person out or one per prevent one person from going in with this, that's more than enough for me. Great. You're welcome. I know I was a valuable guest. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I, I, this has been, I mean, every, every step of like, oh, maybe I'll talk to this person about my story. It's just been very scary. Uh, and it will yeah. never stop. I don't think it'll ever stop feeling scary until I'm doing it often. But just because 
something terrifies you, you know, if you feel like it's right, it's follow your gut. You're wasting your life if you're just, you know, doing otherwise. Definitely. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Bye, Mikey. Bye, guys. Take care. (laughs) Bye, Hannah.